Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, However you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big old Saturday, folks. And today, once again, no NBA official games. Got to wait till Thursday. Man, oh man, we are going crazy. Day one of not having anything to really bet. Obviously, no football, no basketball to truly bet on. We can bet on the events, and that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, but not even to the full ex- extent. So what we're doing today, uh, we have the skills challenge, we've got the slam dunk contest, we've got the three-point challenge, so that's what we're going to be doing today on the show, looking at the contestants, the contenders for the three-point contest in the dunk contest to see who we believe is going to win, who we can bet on. Now, we can only bet on the three-point contest at the current moment. We'll see... If Sportsbook starts to set some lines for the slam dunk contest on DraftKings, we can do the NBA Skills Challenge, which we're not going to be really betting on. We're not going to be spending that much time on it. We'll talk it through quickly. Uh, But to bet on the three-point contest, you can head over to FanDuel and you can bet on the three-point contest. But we can't bet on the slam dunk contest anywhere. No Sportsbook has those lines, which is a little frustrating. Rating. Maybe they'll add them later. I doubt it, but we're still going to hold out hope. It's still early. It's only noon. Uh, it kicks off a lot later tonight. Um, so we're going to hope that maybe the sports book puts the dunk contest on there. Um, and uh, so we'll still talk about the dunk contest and who we predict will win the dunk contest. So in case they do set the lines at some later time today, that we will have that information ready to go and we can hammer whatever opening odds that they set it at. So, depending on which sports book you use, you may or may not be able to bet the three-point contest, which we will also talk about today. So, breaking down the NBA Slam Dunk Contest going on tonight, breaking down the NBA three-point contest going on tonight, going in depth, looking at some film, looking at the stats, what, sh- who should we be betting on, who are the participants, and we'll talk all that through. Um, and that's really all that we're doing today. A little bit of a more laid back, relaxed show. Just kind of, you know, we've got, uh, you know, the NBA All-Star break kicking off yesterday um, with the, uh, uh, what was it? The rookies, the rising star game, mm, the celebrity game, <laughs> the, ce- the celebrity game. Jeez Louise, how, was, how uh, not great was that? Yes. Um, so. That's what we've got today on the show. And uh, we, there's two quick NFL stories I want to touch upon. So let's just get those out of the way. And then we will just focus on the challenges of the All-Star break tonight. Slam dunk three-point contest. 
Alright, so here we go. Just two things to touch upon quickly in the NFL. We got this right here. The Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, if released. And that's kind of what's looking to be happening. Colts really don't have... I mean, there's been no, like... Uh, like Everybody in the media is like, yeah, Carson Wentz, he's going to be leaving the Colts and all that. And we haven't heard anything from the Colts. Be like, no, 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 we want Carson Wentz. He's coming back. All this kind of... Uh, all the information that everybody's saying in the national media, yeah, that's fine. False, and I don't know who's saying that, but me, Frank Reich, right now saying, yes, Carson Wentz is our quarterback next season. So it truly seems like Carson Wentz is going to be forced out of the Colts organization, which is absolutely the right decision. We know what this man is now as a true quarterback. The man is hesitant to make some throws, um, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers, doesn't want to kind of throw the ball down the field, even though that we know Carson Wentz can make the throws. We've seen him make throws, some great throws even this season even last season when he was trash We've seen Carson Wentz make some really good throws, but he doesn't have enough confidence in himself to um, consistently try and attempt and make those big-time throws. So I don't know what Carson Wentz is going through these last two seasons. Um, I think this is what he really is. Maybe it's a little bit of a like a yips situation where he just lost the talent to play quarterback. But uh, these last two seasons of what we've seen, there's no believability. There's no betability on Carson Wentz, folks. So Colts are looking to get rid of him now some teams are you know probably like oh Carson Wentz is available let's get him and I don't know if that's the right decision to pick up Carson Wentz now some of these teams that may be targeting Carson Wentz, they don't have any kind of real quarterback foundation in place. So, yeah, why not take the chance on Carson Wentz? So, these are the teams expected to target Carson Wentz once he is kind of officially released by the Colts. And that is the Washington Commanders, the new Washington Commanders here. Um, and, yeah, Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. I don't know if Taylor Heineke is uh, somebody that can keep it going in the league. I don't know if he's a franchise guy, if you will so yeah I would take Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke uh, but it's not that uh, it's not like we believe in Carson Wentz that much more than Taylor Heineke then we get the Steelers, and yes, absolutely. Mason Rudolph is garbage. Mason Rudolph shouldn't even be a backup or a third-string quarterback or even a fourth-string quarterback. The man should not even be on a roster, practice squad, or anything. Send him out of the league, please. Mason Rudolph is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I would take, um, I would take the... Uh, give me, I would take the Jets' fourth-string quarterback, and I don't even know who the hell that is. I would take the Jets' fourth-string quarterback over Mason Rudolph any day of the week. I would start my franchise around the Jets' fourth-string quarterback, then have Mason Rudolph on my roster, folks. Get Mason Rudolph out of the league now. We also have Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I'm taking Carson Wentz over Dwayne Haskins as well. Dwayne Haskins can't play. Uh, he's better than Mason Rudolph, but still can't play. And being better than Mason Rudolph is like the lowest bar um, that there is in the NFL. So if he goes to the Steelers, you get Mike Tomlin, you get some great receivers, so you may be able to kind of mask the flaws of Carson Wentz, which is the inaccuracy and the true gunslinger attitude, but doesn't have gunslinger, the positives of being a gunslinger, the big home run balls, you know, uh, maybe once a game, you know, a couple of times here and there. 
Uh, so if you don't have the benefits of being a gunslinger and you only have the downfall of being a gunslinger, multiple turnovers, high interception numbers, then you're not a, then you're not a gunslinger. I mean, you got to stop slinging that gun. But here we are, Carson Wentz still shooting and slinging that gun all around town, catching bodies everywhere. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, if, if he goes to the Steelers, that's fine, but we need somebody else. We need a transition for somebody else. So draft a rookie quarterback this season for the Steelers, bring in Carson Wentz. That's definitely a big ideal situation and one that I would probably endorse for the Steelers moving forward. We know this draft class quarterback-wise isn't anything special. We'll do our research. You know, that's kind of what the the uh, uh, first narrative by the national media at the current moment, there's really no face of the franchise quarterback in this draft. So don't really expect like we've what we're accustomed to of you know first overall pick snatching up the quarterback. Uh, we get maybe two in the top five, three in the top ten, maybe even four in the top ten teams drafting a quarterback. We're probably not going to get that this year. So Carson Wentz is probably going to be one of the most attractive options for these struggling teams that don't have a quarterback in place. But this should be just a one-year plan. Let's get him in. He's a veteran. He may be able to win. Uh, the talent around our team may be able to uplift Carson Wentz. But, I mean, we saw what Carson Wentz did with this Colts team. And this Colts team this season was primed to win. Receivers, running backs, coaching, defense, it was all. All there in spades and Carson Wentz still found a way to beef it the final week of the season going against the Jaguars the Jaguars who fired their head coach in the middle of the year folks who started a rookie quarterback that's who you beef it against so this is not, a, you know, Carson Wentz, you maybe have one more year and you better take that year and use it to 1,000% of your advantage because if you still uh, beef it this season, you're truly done in this league. Carson Wentz, take advantage that there's no great quarterbacks in this year's draft class. Use that to your advantage and prove that you're the quarterback of your first three seasons and not the last two years that we've seen because that is the some of the worst quarterback play I have ever seen from a quarterback here second to Mason Rudolph so Carson Wentz use this year to your advantage so we've got the commanders the Steelers potentially targeting Carson Wentz when he's released but then we also get the Broncos and I don't know if that's the right decision for this Broncos team once again this Broncos team a little primed to win right now defense is good not as good as this Colts team's defense has been Weapons are really solid. Running back position is uh, not as good as the Colts running back position, but the Broncos receivers are probably on the same level as the Colts receivers. Uh, so I don't know if the Broncos truly should be looking at Carson Wentz. They should be aiming for Aaron Rodgers. That really should be their all-in focus. Uh, but uh, any other quarterback for the Broncos here, I would take Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. I would take Gardner Minshew over Carson Wentz any day of the week. I mean, we 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 know what Carson. Wentz is as a quarterback where you know what we've seen from Garner Minshew fantastic two seasons just not with a good team you know once again Matthew Stafford not with a good team with a good team one year wins the ring so Garner Minshew can be really good he still has kind of an unverified ceiling where we know Carson Wentz's ceiling so I would take Garner Minshew for the commanders for the Steelers for the Broncos over Carson Wentz and then whoever doesn't get him I would probably have to settle for Carson Wentz for a year and I would I would be uh, 
I would be holding my tongue the entire year if I was a head coach having to uh, coach Carson Wentz. I'd be like, I just know in, in, in 12 months this is over. In 12 months this is over. Breathe in. Breathe out. I zen. This is only one year. I could put up one year of Carson Wentz. Carson. That man just that man just threw another interception. But it's okay. It's okay. It's only... It's only for one year. All right. Carson Wentz. Good job, bud. Good good job on that interception. You'll get it next time. Breathe in. Breathe out. All right. It's only one year. Carson Wentz. All right. We'll see you tomorrow at practice. Carson Wentz. I got to watch that. I got to watch that man again tomorrow. Just breathe in. All right. Only one year. All right, let's rock. That's how I would, that's how I would approach go with Carson Wentz for one year. So we'll see what team ends up with Carson Wentz. We'll uh, we'll see, uh, you know, if the Colts truly release Carson Wentz, which is really the only decision. You can't rock with this man again. Just, uh, you know, throw talent away. You know, say he's fantastic. Say he's the Aaron Rodgers and all that. Just off of the demoralization that he caused this entire franchise. They were Super Bowl aspirations in the beginning of the season. You know, then you had a little bit of a slow start. Got Got a little banged up, had to exit, what was it, week three, um, lose the game and all that. He comes back, starts winning some games, gets kind of that hope and Super Bowl aspirations back up high, and then you have a chance week 18 to secure a playoff spot, and you beef it against the Jaguars. I mean, the fan base, the organization, the owner, the head coach that went to bat for you, Frank Reich, the players that were talk talking up Carson Wentz all year long, and that's what he does. That's his final performance. Performance. The team is already writing them off. You've lost their trust. You've lost their confidence of the entire of the entire team, from the city to the people that live in Indianapolis that don't even watch football. You've lost their trust, the fans' trust, Frank Reich, the players, the owners, everybody's trust. You've lost it in one year. It, that's unprecedented. I don't think I've ever seen anybody lose the trust and confidence of everybody on a team around a team, involved with the team, losing that trust in one year alone. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So Carson Wentz must be released from the Colts. We'll see when it comes, how it comes, who picks him up um, after the draft, before the draft, trade him in the draft, what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, Carson Wentz must not be a Colt next season. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Really shouldn't even be in the league anymore, but we'll give him one final year back against a wall that's already against a wall that's already against another wall. And we'll see how he responds. Is he a true fighter? We'll go down swinging or is he just throwing in the towel we should give this man one more year to be like hey this is it gun to your head gun to your head and when I fire this gun it's gonna come out with the little bang but instead of the word bang on the flag it says fired you're fired you're released you're done in the NFL gun to your head Carson Wentz sink or swim I would like to see what he does so We'll see if Carson Wentz gets one more chance out here. I don't know if I was head coach. I don't know if I would give him one more chance, but mm, he may deserve one more chance. I would think about giving this man one, one final chance if I was a head coach, but we'll see where he ends up going. 
All right, then the last thing, just to touch on quickly here, we're going to hear from Anthony Lynn. And once again, we're, we're, what is going on with Jared Goff? Once again, at the end of the year, Dan Campbell immediately said, yeah, you know, Jared Goff back next season. He's our guy. I want him back and all that. Then we heard from the general manager a few weeks after the season ended. And, uh, well, when, they're officially, when their season officially ended, um, we heard the general manager come out and be like, hey, we got to get Jared Goff. He needs to take that next step. He must step it up here. And was kind of alluding to, hey, this isn't his team anymore. He has to, you know, prove it in OTA. Seemed like they may be bringing in another quarterback. But now we're getting Anthony Lynn, who was their ex-offensive coordinator, I believe. And he was only there for one season. And I don't even think a full season. Didn't he get fired, like, uh, late in the year, like around weeks 13, 14? So now we're getting Anthony Lynn coming out and saying that the Lions can, quote, absolutely win with Jared Goff. So we're getting a lot of kind of can win, can't win. Sean McVay truly could not win with Jared Goff the Super Bowl, bringing Matthew Stafford one year already win the Super Bowl. So Jared Goff, ugh, I don't know if the line should move forward with Jared Goff. I would find a new quarterback. Once again, this draft class isn't really you know, one that you can kind of pick and choose. Oh, man, there's so much great talent. There's really not that much great quarterback talent like a true number one face of the franchise quarterback in this year's draft class. So you may have to rock with Jared Goff one more year. There's still other options. You know, Carson Wentz with the Lions could be interesting. That could be interesting. Uh, you know, going down to the bottom. I mean, one of the worst teams in the league that may be getting better. We just had our kind of uh, prediction our preseason prediction review show yesterday, and we did count the overall season of the Lions a success. Year one, this was a successful year. Definitely need to take some big leaps and big steps from year one to year two, but overall, year one was a success under Dan Campbell, so we'll see if they can kind of, you know, keep getting better, keep building that roster with better talent overall. So we'll see how all that plays out, but Jared Goff is truly kind of, you know, do we play him, don't we? Can we win with them? People are saying you can, but also people are saying you can't. So let's see what Anthony, uh, Anthony Lynn says why they can win with Jared Goff. You couldn't win with Jared Goff. You just proved you couldn't win with Jared Goff. That's kind of why they fired you midway in the season because you weren't getting it done. Jared Goff floundering all the time, not being able to punch the ball inside the red zone for touchdowns and all that, turning over the ball at the worst time. Jared Goff was not getting it done. And Anthony Anthony Wynn is still going to bat for the man that got him fired a little bit. So that, that's some hefty words right there by Anthony Lynn. So let's see what he's saying here. And let's see if we can get any quick insight of what the Lions may be thinking about doing with Jared Goff. We know Anthony Lynn is no longer with the with the Lions anymore, no longer attached to Jared Goff. So once again, him saying these words, hey, you can still win with them, that's some big praise. So here we go. Let's lead. Let's read the first lead up to the first quote right here. Here we go. <clears throat> Despite going 3-13-1 in 2021, the Lions garnered appreciation for the fortitude displayed throughout all the struggles and having the wherewithal to finish 3-3 three and three after going winless in their initial 11 games. Lynn, who served as the team's offensive coordinator in 2021, credited and commended Campbell's leadership as to why Detroit players kept playing strong despite their dismal record. Oh, so now we're getting Anthony Lynn on Dan Campbell. We want 
want to hear everything we can hear about Dan Campbell because, you know, we didn't believe in him as a head coach heading into the season. We said it was a, 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 a successful year for the Lions overall. Quality wins, fighting to the end, always in the game, never really got blown out. And we counted that as big-time credit to Dan Campbell. So let's see what Anthony Lynn is saying about Dan Campbell. He says, quote, great leadership. I can tell you that. Dan Campbell did a hell of a job creating a culture. I know the record didn't show it, but the foundation is being laid for future success right in Detroit. It was outstanding leadership. Those young men showed up every single day to work and get better. I feel like they got better as the year went on. We had a long ways to go, but I feel like we made some improvements. Alrighty, so we're not the biggest fans of, you know, building the culture, laying the foundation, building on top of that for a five-year stretch. We call that boomer thinking, boomer mentality, coaching-wise thinking. Uh, but Dan Campbell did lay a foundation in year one, and this may be a special circumstance. Obviously, there's always exceptions to everything, uh, all the rules, everything that we say out there. There's always going to be, you know, some exceptions. And Dan Campbell with the or this Lions organization may be the example because they've been so trash for so long. You may have to kind of come in and maybe lay a little bit of a foundation, a little bit of a slab down there um, to kind of build forward. But I mean, we can't be kind of still building this foundation, building the culture year two. We've got to start winning so we appreciate what Dan Campbell did this season but still we need a big upgrade I mean we need to start talking about six seven eight wins next season always competitive beating some good teams throughout the year so we'll see if Dan Campbell can continue the foundation growing the foundation but also not get caught in the overall repeat cycle of all right let's build the foundation oh no the foundation's not working all right we got to scrap it and hire a new coach all right now we're building the foundation oh no the foundation's cracking year two. Oh no now we're trash again year three all righty fire the head coach all right another five year rebuild cycle all right bring in somebody else let's start building the foundation oh foundation's good year two year three we're seeing cracks Oh, no, we're back to losing year four. Oh, no, we're back to trash. All right, here we go. Another five-year rebuild. Here we go. And now we're 20, 30 years later still in the same spot. So hopefully Dan Campbell doesn't fall into the foundational repeating cycle here. Well, hopefully he doesn't, but it's still on the table that he may. Uh, but it's all going to really kind of be seen next season. All right, one more quote here. All right, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Jared Goff isn't that good of a quarterback because we get the uh, last quote here at the very end, and it looks very short. But let's see what Anthony Lynn says about Jared Goff. Why we opened up this article? We, I think, we're getting more of Dan Campbell than Jared Goff. All right, which I'm cool with because uh, I mean, we, uh, Jared Goff or Dan Campbell. You know, if you give me one, I have an option. I'm taking Dan Campbell over Jared Goff. I'm taking him as head coach. Jared Goff's gone, and I'll bring in and find a new quarterback. I'll uh, potentially. Gardner Minshew. All right, here we go. Expected to join the San Francisco 49ers coaching staff, Lynn still has an eye on the Lions' future, and he didn't stop the compliments with Campbell. Believed to be a bridge to the franchise quarterback of the future, Jared Goff had the worst season of his career since his rookie campaign. Oh, wow. Why? Because he didn't have the genius of Sean McVay with him? Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Shout out to Sean McVay. He's a lot uh, better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Um, all right. 
believed to be a bridge of the to the franchise's quarterback of the future, Jared Goff had the worst season of his career since his rookie campaign. Lynn, despite in-season reports of a rift with his quarterback, thinks the Detroit offense can be successful with Goff under center, saying, quote, I think you look at Jared Goff's track record, you know when he was with Los Angeles, he was the quarterback of that team, and they went to the Super Bowl. They can absolutely win with Jared Goff. Um... No, that was the whole point. They really couldn't win with Jared Goff. They were not winning those games because of Jared Goff during the regular season. They were winning because of the overall team and the genius of Sean McVay to cover up the garbageness that is Jared Goff. And then you get to the Super Bowl. And what do we say in the Super Bowl, folks? Offense gets you there. Defense wins it. And we saw that all year long. We just saw it this season with the Bengals. Offense gets you there. Defense floundered for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Rams defense stepped up, sacked... Uh, Joe Burrow seven times got pressure on him on that final drive. Defense wins championships. Offense doesn't. So I guess that would speak to, uh, you know, Jared Goff only putting up three points and maybe not being totally his fault. But still, at the end of the day, you, has there ever been a Super Bowl won by three points? So you still need a little offense. Obviously, you know, we still need a little offense. But truly, the defense is the one that is going to solidify. I mean, even Joe Burrow put up more points in the Super Bowl than... Jared Goff. I mean, come on. So, we'll see what happens with Jared Goff here. But, um, yeah, I, I think I would kind of be selling Jared Goff 100%. I don't move forward with him for another year. He was a great year one quarterback to get Dan Campbell's feet wet as a head coach to kind of give some veteran presence to this Lions team year one. But now that you've got that one-year experience, you can move off of Jared Goff and, uh, you know, find your next quarterback face of the franchise guy. And hopefully Dan Campbell can make the right decision here once again, Dan Campbell, the last thing we heard about Dan Campbell on Jared Goff was, yeah, I like the guy. He should be back. The general manager said, mm, yeah, we need a, we need something more from Jared Goff. We'll still give him a chance, but we need something more early. We need something. We need to see some improvements here, like now, like right now. I know it's the offseason, but I'm calling this man. He's throwing, he's throwing balls in my backyard because I need to see something now on Jared Goff, so... We'll see what happens with Jared Goff. It's going to be an interesting offseason as it is kind of just kicking off. Uh, you know, first week without football. Unfortunately, we get the new season officially, was it like March? Early March-ish when the official calendar begins of the next NFL season. So we'll see how all these quarterbacks kind of transition. We've got Aaron Rodgers news. Watch out for Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew should really be the most sought-off most most sought after quarterback that there is currently in the NFL. So we'll see which team snags him up and uh, we will talk it all through. We'll keep you all updated and we'll keep having the takes and keep talking here every single day on what is happening. Oh, and we get this. Mason Rudolph is trending. Why? Why? That man is trash. Why is this man trending? Um, here we go. Ryan Clark. Who's? Yeah, Ryan Clark on Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. It's not good. Yes, we know. <laughs> Is that breaking news? <laughs> is that breaking news that Mason Rudolph is not good? Is that trendworthy that Mason Rudolph is not a good quarterback? I didn't know that was news to y'all. Um, Mason Rudolph, what do we get this? Oh, okay, that's why he's trending because of Miles Garrett. All right, that makes more sense. All right. 
Steelers players appear to not have faith in Mason Rudolph. Yeah, why is this such breaking news? Why are all these articles coming out right now that like Mason Rudolph was good for a moment? No, he was never good. He had the entire season to himself when Big Ben was out and he floundered it big time, beefed it big time. Couldn't even come in over the last two seasons to fill in for Big Ben when he was truly lacking. Big Ben was lacking at the end, folks. We have to be realistic. The man was lacking at the end and Mason Rudolph could never come in and do anything good. I would take Big Ben with no arms over Mason Rudolph. Both arms gone. Right arm falls off. Left arm, that falls off as well. And I still take Big Ben armless over Mason Rudolph. Why is this breaking news? <laughs> Why is this trending news? Interesting. Alrighty, Mason Rudolph's trash, folks. Um, if you don't know, please understand that man is not good at all. The Folks, we just called him the worst quarterback in the entire NFL, folks. Every single quarterback that is a quarterback that is in the NFL on a practice squad affiliated with the NFL, I would take any other quarterback over Mason Rudolph any day of the week. It's not even a debate, folks. Armless quarterbacks, legless quarterbacks, headless quarterbacks. I take the headless quarterback over Mason Rudolph. He's still smarter. He's still got a higher football IQ over Mason Rudolph with no head. Mason Rudolph is the absolute worst, folks. The absolute worst. All right, those were just two uh, NFL stories we wanted to touch upon today. So now let's shift gears here to the NBA, and we've got the big all-star uh, games. Do we call them games? What do we call them? Games, events. I think the sports book calls them officially events. So we got big events here today on the NBA All-Star Weekend, and uh, you know the NBA All-Star Game. It's good. You know, I, th I think the best is probably the the Saturday night, the skills competition, the three-point contest, the dunk, con uh, the dunk contest. I think that's better overall than the all-star game itself. So potentially the best night in all-star weekend is tonight, folks. And, uh, you know, we are going to investigate it a little bit. We're going to be going through all the contenders in the three-point contest, the dunk contest, watching their film, dunking, shooting the threes, looking at their stats, shooting the threes, and coming to a decision on who's going to win these so we can bet on them. Now, once again, unfortunately, we cannot bet on the slam dunk contest, which is kind of crazy. Now, why can't can't we bet on the slam dunk contest like we couldn't bet on the NFL Pro Bowl game that's weird right something that we can't bet on why would we not be able to bet on it is it because Vegas can't set a line no, <laughs> they can set a line, folks. That's what they do. They set the lines, folks. And uh, given their track record, they're pretty gosh dang good at it, yes? <laughs> so you you couldn't set a line for the Pro Bowl? You can't set a line for the dunk contest? Or can they not set a line because it's predetermined? Is it a little predetermined here? Can't, uh, can't, uh... With good faith and good conscience, put some lines out there because it's already predetermined. Interesting. Interesting? Is that interesting to think about, to hypothesize at the minimum, folks? I would say at minimum, that's interesting because with Vegas, why would you be losing out on money? This is the big game, especially with the Pro Bowl. That was the only NFL for the entire day, for the entire week, and they didn't set a line for it? Interesting. Real interesting. It turned into like two-hand touch at the end. That seems a little fixed. Yeah, I know it's a it's a Pro Bowl game. They don't want like to you know get injured. I get it, but it's just a little interesting. 
So, can't bet on the dunk contest, but we can bet on the three-point contest. It's a little harder to kind of, you know, you know, make the shots. You got to make the shots at the end of the day. Where the dunk contest, maybe they are, they've already seen the dunks. They've been practicing the dunks. I mean, the, these they, they know what they're going to be dunking, folks. So, do they already kind of know who's the best? And, you know, as long as they make them, they know who may win. Some judge influence. We've seen, uh, what was it, the Zach Levine dunk contest where he should have won, but wasn't it like the way that, like, under underscored on one time like gave him like an eight or a nine when it was clearly a 10 and that's why he lost the dunk contest overall so are the judges in on the take is that why they can't folks I know I know it's a little bit of deep thinking and obviously we'll never know a little conspiratorial I get it folks but uh it's just interesting when you've got a chance to make money and you don't that's what the sports book are they only they're only designed to make money folks obviously betting casinos gambling they're designed to make money win money the house always wins yes folks um and especially now with mobile betting i mean with the you can't bet the nba folks i was dying i had to go and bet nhl yesterday which we did hit shout out shout out to this folks i will give y'all this we could not bet on the nba yesterday uh because of the um because of the all-star break and it's not resuming till thursday so i had to go to nhl and uh, i don't want to give away all my secrets here because i don't want to blow it up and jinx myself and uh you know make it so the value is not there anymore and my secret kind of uh betting advice is not there anymore but i guess i could shout it out to some listeners right here folks if you go to odd shark a great tool, um, a great tool to use when you don't know anything about the sport that you're betting on. Probably shouldn't be betting that anyway, but we all know betting, folks. Degenerates, whatever. You know, we, we like a little action. A little action here and there never hurt anybody, right? Um, so if you go to, you know, Odd Shark, you can look up any game and all that, any sport. Uh, we head over to the NHL here, folks, and we go to Picks. They got some great computers working, folks. You can uh, see the matchup. You go to any game. You see, click see matchup here, and they give you the predicted score. Here it is, right here. Avalanche four and a half goals over Sabers one point six. Now, obviously, there's no p half points, fraction of points in hockey. Obviously, so maybe four to one ish. They're just kind of doing overall scores and all that in their algorithm that they use to make the final predicted score. And it all came true last night, folks. There was four games on. I bet all four of them, and I hit a little bit, folks. Yes, even called an upset. They even called the upset, folks. Last night, they called the upset. Let me get it up here. Um, they called the upset, and I bet it because I trusted the odd shark, folks. And here it is. Kings at the Knights. The Knights at home. They were favored to win. The Kings were um, plus. They were plus. Well, I've got it here. They were plus. They were plus. Um, here it is. Uh, the Kings were plus 140. Plus 140 on the money line. And they called that right. They called the Kings to win, and they won, folks. They won in overtime in dramatic fashion. And they were losing. They were down, and they came back and tied it up and never was leading in the game and got it done so shout out to odd shark if you don't know what to bet because you know all your sports are taken away from you can't bet the nfl can't bet the nba this week just need something and put a little bit of money on a little bit of entertainment go to odd shark find some value folks find some value all right so just uh, just a little interesting of why we can't bet uh the dunk contest we can bet the three-point 
challenge, but only on some sports books. We can bet the all the skills challenge on like all of them, which is crazy. And that's not even good value when we look at the uh, skills challenge because, I mean, this is a skills challenge. And I don't understand why they're mixing it up. I don't know if I'll like this, uh, but they've got teams now for the skills contest. They've got the team rooks, which are the rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy, which are gonna are all guards and are gonna get it done in the skills challenge. The skills challenge, the dribbling, the passing, the layup, the three pointer. Um, you know, whoever completes the gauntlet and the fastest time, they move on to the next round. Uh, so looking for some nice guard play there. Uh, so the rookies really have it. Then we have team Cavs. All right, because it's in Cleveland, so we get team Cavs, which I'm not. Again, it's because we get Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. Yeah, yeah, I love that squad. We love the Cavs. Uh, but, you know, once again, are they going to be good in the skills challenge? We love Jared Allen, but he can't hit a three. <laughs> the man can't hit a three ball, so the Cavs aren't going to win. And then we have uh, Team Anatokounmpo's. <laughs> like, what are these teams coming from? We get Giannis and his brother Alex, who's not even in the NBA. And his other brother, Thanasis, who is in the NBA but barely plays, rarely plays. <laughs> like, even with Giannis out, they still don't even like playing Thanasis. So. Uh, and, you know, Giannis, he's okay at making threes. He's getting better. That's not his game here. So, yeah, the, the rookies are probably going to win the uh, skills challenge here. And, uh, you know, the odds aren't the greatest. It's at minus 125. Team Cavs is at plus 200. And Team Anatokounmpo's is at plus 320. So, uh, you know, they throw out these odds here. And we can't make that much money off of it. Only at minus 125. It's solid. But, you know, it's not, uh, it's not any great juice. So it's a little interesting. And uh, let's see, what has better value? Are they both the same here? Um, can we bet the All-Star Weekend here? The Skills Challenge. Here it is. Uh, minus 135. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Ooh, better odds on DraftKings. See? So whatever sports book you're, which you use or if you have a favorite one, we do have a preferred one. We like, we love DraftKings, honestly. Uh, but uh, better odds on DraftKings here. For the Team Rooks to win the Skills Challenge, it's at minus 125 on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, it's at minus 135. So, little better odds on DraftKings. Love that. Oh, yeah, I love that. Bet that on DraftKings, but then you got to bet the three-point contest on FanDuel and all that. So, you're going to have your money everywhere today, folks, if you want to bet everything. Yeah, that's real interesting. This this is uh, different odds on DraftKings. So, lock that value up on DraftKings. I may do that after the show. I may lock in these odds here. I kind of like it. All right. <clears throat> So back, back to uh, the All-Star Weekend here, folks. Uh, we'll stop talking about, you know, the betting and you can't bet on it. Um, so skills challenge, we're not really going to talk about that. We just talked about that. I take team rookies. Give me the guards. Um, all right, but the three-point contest, the slam dunk contest, we've got um, – we're going to make our prediction here and we're going to use some film to our advantage, see what these players are looking like while dunking and shooting the three, taking some stats involved and all that. Uh, so we'll talk through the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest and uh, see if we can maybe bet the slam dunk contest a little bit later in the day. But we can bet the three-point contest. Odds are on here. So uh, before we look at the odds, I don't even want the odds to influence our decision one way or the other, which, you know, who's the favorite, who's not the favorite, and all that. So we'll look at odds at the end once we secure a winner so we don't have any odds influencing us. So let's start here with um, let's start with the three. Yeah, let's start with the three-point contest since that is truly bettable. 
Alrighty, so here are all the participants in the three-point contest. We got CJ McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, and Patty Mills. I can tell you right off the rip, Patty Mills is not winning. <laughs> Patty Mills is not winning this freaking competition. Um, I think that's like the biggest outlier. When I was looking through the list, I was like, hey, I can see McCollum, I can see Trey Young, Zach Levine, yes sir, Carl Anthony Towns, it's, yeah, I mean, he's a big, he can shoot it. He's a big, he can shoot it from the perimeter, that's fine. Luke Kennard, Fred Van Vliet, Desmond Bain, all that, that's fine. But then I saw Patty Mills, I was like, I think this is a little bit of the outlier here, a little bit. So, I don't think we're betting on Patty Mills, but we'll let the film and the stats do most of the talking. And luckily for us, uh, some of these players have already participated in a three-point contest, so we can kind of see what they did at that and use that as a nice kind of benchmark of being like, all right, this is kind of like the bar that we have to see um, the other players that have not participated in a three-point contest before. That's kind of like the bar that we're going to use to be like, all right, can we see that player beating Trey Young's total of like 24 points that he had, you know, two years ago, three years ago? So with all that being said, folks, we've got some film and we've got their three-point stats. So let's go right down the list. First guy up, first contestant up here is C.J. McCollum. Alrighty. Now, you know, with the Blazers, obviously, now traded to the Pelicans, still shooting that three as of recently. Let's get what he's been doing here with the three ball ever since he's been with the Pelicans. Here we go. Seems to be like the last six games, last five games here with the Pelicans. So here we go. Let's look at his threes as of recently with the new team. Game one, he shot two of ten. Game two, he shot three of seven from the three. Then he shot five of eight, oh of five, and then just in his final performance before the All-Star break, seven of ten from three. Yes, love that. So we know CJ McCollum has a nice clip. He loves the three, absolutely. He's shooting 38% from the three this season on eight threes a game. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, this is just with the Pelicans. The man is shooting 42% through the uh, through the five games with the Pelicans, but with uh, factored in with what he's done already this season with the Blazers, the man is shooting 38%. So taking eight threes a game, and this is um, basically his most. He was shooting 8.9 threes a game in 20 or last season. Um, and he shot 40% overall for the season. So overall season, you know, coming down from last season, uh, you know, 38% is not his highest. He shot uh, 42% in 2016, but also the shots were coming down. He was only putting up five threes a game. So more threes here, and the percentage overall is only dropping about maybe two percentage points. Nothing true, truly drastic here. So CJ McCollum, great clip, loves to fire him at a big old pace, and that that's something that we have to kind of look at when we're betting on the three-point contest, the volume of threes. I mean, in the three-point contest, we've got 27 shots. You're going to be shooting 27 threes. So, you know, guys that are only taking five threes a game and shooting a high percentage, that's good, but we need some volume because you're, it's rapid succession. Your time, 27 shots, you know, from all over the floor, from different distances. Uh, obviously the three-point line, but then they do have two Mountain Dew balls that are six feet behind the three-point line, and those balls are worth three points each. So six points that you can get by going a little bit deeper. So we need some volume shooters. We need some more depth, and we know CJ McCollum really can kind of shoot it wherever. Um, so, you know, uh, you know the, the man's got some – he's got some range for the three-pointer. 
All right, so those were the stats for CJ McCollum. You know, solid contestant, solid contender, what we've got going on here, contender number one. But luckily for us, this man competed in a three-point contest already a few years ago in 2016. But still, this is going to be a nice benchmark of what we can expect from CJ McCollum. And this is great, and this is kind of why we're talking about him uh, first, so we can get a nice bar. Let's see the point totals. Let's see how it all worked out and shaked out at the end to get a nice little benchmark of somebody that's already been in this contest before to see where, you know, kind of the bar is. So here we go. Let's watch CJ McCollum in the 2016 three-point contest going against Kyle Lowry, Seth Curry, Devin Booker. Man, oh, man, that's some talent right there. So if CJ McCollum could beat them, you know, that's, that's something good because there's really no, I mean, who's the best three-point shooter on this list? Um, is it McCollum? Is CJ McCollum like the best one here? Trey Young's obviously solid. Zach Levine's very solid. Don't, you know, we're not trying to knock any players here. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's very good under the radar. Watch out for Fred Van Vliet. So, yeah, CJ McCollum is definitely kind of one of the biggest names out here. They don't have like a Curry, any of the Curry, Seth Curry, Steph Curry um, here in the three-point contest. A Clay Thompson who's going to overshadow CJ McCollum. So, this could be the bar right here, folks. We may be seeing the bar. So let's see what we've got from CJ McCollum. Let's see where he puts the money rack and all that. And uh, we'll use this information to help us out determining who is going to win the three-point contest. So here we go, CJ McCollum. He was shooting 39% from the three uh, that season. Right now, he's shooting 38%. He also led the league. Wow, he led the... Oh. Leads the Blazers. Okay, I was going to say. With Steph Curry and Devin Booker and um, Kyle Lowry, he was the one that was uh, leading the league that season. All right. But that is not true. Just led the Blazers, which is him and Damian Lillard. All right. All right, so here we go. C.J. McCollum shooting 39%, basically the same here. And uh, let's see what he did. So here we go. From the corner, brick. From the corner again, brick. Missing it wide. There we go. Hits it. Now, does he catch fire? Does he streak? No. Right back to missing. And he missed it. Only one from the corner. Ooh. Here we go. From the wing now. Misses the first one. Drains the second one. Can we start to get a rhythm? There we go. Two in a row. Third one misses, fourth one redemption, there it is. So real spotty here, real streaky, midway, straight up, bang, bang again, bang again, three straight, going for four. Oh, can he go perfect, five for five, money ball, oh, at the top of the key, young fella. So expect CJ McCollum's money ball rack that are all worth two points expect that in the middle because he just drained them all damn 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 here we go from the other wing miss make all right rhythm nope missing again man oh man so if it's not from the straightaway the man's not good missed him. oh my god missed that last one too only one from the wing here we go from the other corner bang miss 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 Miss. Oh my God. So he scores 20 points here. He used his money ball rack on the ring, on the wing, on the first wing. So overall, a 14 points. 14 points, and he needed to beat 20. So CJ McCollum, even though that he's good at shooting threes in quick succession when the time is on from multiple angles on the floor, CJ McCollum floundered big time, and he shot 39% that season, folks. Once again, he's shooting 38.9 this season, so basically the same. So CJ McCollum with uh, 14 points on that. 
Yikes. That's that's a low bar right there, folks. I don't know if we'll be betting on CJ McCollum to get this done. Yikes, yikes, yikes. All right, does he do a second round here? No. So, got to eliminate the first round in that three-point contest. Not looking good for CJ McCollum. But we have a bar, 14 points. Can we see any of these other contestants beating 14 points? And you got to, you know, you got to be good in the first round to get to the second round. So, CJ McCollum couldn't even get to the second round. So, I don't think we're betting on CJ McCollum to win this contest. Now, with the extra... Three balls deeper. I don't know if I give CJ McCollum credit for hitting those now that I just saw this man. And I know this is four years ago and everything, but we need something. We need a baseline. And I don't know if he's that much better from this baseline here. And then also expect the money rack in the middle. He drained them all, so you got to kind of use your experience. Expect the money ball rack to be in the middle. So if we kind of let's let's re let's reorganize the score a little bit, shall we? Um, let's reorganize CJ McCollum's score to kind of factor in the money ball rack in the middle rack here. So let's reevaluate these points. Every ball is worth one. Money balls are worth two here. So rack one, he missed them all. Missed them all. Rack two from the wing, uh, he made three. So that's going to be three points instead of six points because that was the money ball rack. So he's got three. Then he drained every single ball in. In the middle rack, which we believe will be his new money rack. So we've got three from rack two, but then we've got two, four, six, eight, ten points. So now we're at 13. He hits one ball in rack four. That's 14. He hits one ball in rack five. That's 15 points right there. So do we do our math right? Two, four, six, eight, ten. One, two, three. Four, five, yeah, 15. So he only gets one more point overall. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Is that right? Is that right there? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Those cancel out. These two go to that one. Those two go to that one. I, would, I think it would be like two more points now. That's interesting. All right. But either way you slice it, it's not a high score for CJ McCollum out here. So, yeah, yeah. We are kind of, ooh, this is, if this is the lowest bar, I don't think it's going to be that much harder to beat. All right, but let's go to our second contender now, folks. Trey Young in the three-point contest. This man shooting 38% from the three this season, which is his best. This is the best he's done. Uh, he's taking uh, the second most threes he's done in a season so far. He's taking seven a game, 7.8. You can round it up to eight. He took 9.5 his second year in the league where he was an all-star, but he shot 36%. So shots coming down a little bit, but the efficiency is up. So we will absolutely take that. So Trey Young being efficient out here from the three, we love to see that. And luckily for us, we get Trey Young. In the three-point contest last season, folks, 2020 three-point contest. So let's see what Trey Young did last season. He's shooting a better percentage from three this year, where uh, last season he shot 34%. I mean, we're talking about 0.4%. Um, yeah, a four, four percentage points better three ball from last season to this season. So that's pretty good. So if he did good last year in the, uh, in the three point contest, he may be doing better than this. So we're CJ McCollum. We see him kind of consistent 14, 15 points. Trey Young, maybe we can give him some extra points here and he may be our favorite heading into it, but let's see what Trey Young did last season where they implemented the do ball last season. So we, this point, uh, these points should be, uh, a little bit maybe higher than C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum has not shot the deep 
three-point ball that was not in 2016. So we'll see how Trey Young does the deep ball. And we know Trey Young can definitely shoot some distance on these threes. So this could give Trey Young a leg up on the competition here, betting-wise, over CJ McCollum if he can hit one of these do balls. But let's see what Trey Young does. He's got his money rack on the corner. Okay. So let's see what Trey Young does. Here we go from the first corner. Not his money ball rack. Here we go. One ball. Good. Cash. Another one. Cash. Third one. Oof. Off. Fourth one up. No good. Fifth, wall, fifth ball. Money ball. That was off as well. So started hot. Lost that rhythm. Here we go from the first wing. Good. Here we go. Good. Third one. Off. All right. So he's he gets out hot. Redeeming here on the fourth shot. Fifth shot. Good. Yes. Great. Great points right there. Here we go. Money ball. Oh, that was the deep three ball. Here it is. The Mountain Dew deep three ball. Off the mark. Just slightly. Here we go. Center rack. Cash. No good. No good. No good. This is straight away. CJ McCumble is drilling all these, and he missed the final two-point ball. Come on, Trey Young. Other money, money, do ball there. Three-pointer missed them both. Missed the D3s. Man, oh man, Trey Young fading out here. Here we go. Next wing rack drained the first two. Here we go. Next one up. Miss. Next one up. Drained two-point ball. Good as well. Nice. 13 points heading into his money rack. Here we go. Trey Young cash. Other one. No good. Shot three. No good. Shot four. No good. Shot five. I don't even think he got that one off. So Trey Young using all the time. Only 15 points right there. What are we doing? Are you do y'all even can y'all even shoot the three? Y'all are Killing it. Absolutely killing it in the negative sense here in the three-point contest. Damn. Damn. Trey Young. Like, there, there's nowhere to even put his money rack. Like CJ McCollum, we know the money rack is going in the middle. But with Trey Young, it could go anywhere because it wasn't like it was good one way or the other. Missed the two deep shots as well. So Trey Young letting us down. Only 15 points. Alrighty. Let's see what our third contender, third contestant up has Going on. Is he better? Let's see. Here we go. Contender number three. Zach Levine shooting 39.9%. Round that bitch up to 40% from the three. The best that we've seen so far from the contenders. So here we go. Zach Levine this season shooting 39.9%. I'll bump it up to 40. About his second highest. He shot 41% from the three last season on eight attempts. Brought the attempt down one, and now he's at 39%. So, shooting seven threes a game out here. Shooting 40% on that. Uh, about hitting three of the uh, of the seven there. Solid work. And uh, Zach Levine also participated in back-to-back -back three-point contests. We got the 2020 and the 2021. So, that one from Trey Young was two, day, uh, two years ago. Excuse me. So, we got Zach Levine back-to-back. -back. This is his third in a row three-point contest. So, we're going to get a great sample size from Zach Levine and see what he did here in his two leading up to his third tonight. So, here we go. From 2020, two years ago, Zach Levine. Let's see where... Let's see how he does here, and if he got better from year one to year two, that's definitely going to be a huge factor on whether we choose Zach Levine as the winner or not, if he did better, and let's see if he broke 14 or 15 points here. So here we go, Zach Levine, here we go, in the corner, cash, second one up, no good, third one, 
Oh, that one did bounce in. Oh, he's got three. He's got four. He's got them all. Oh, perfect from the corner. Six for six. Or six points. Five for five. Here we go. On the wing. No good. That one doesn't luckily bounce in, though. Two. Gone. Three. Ah, uh, four. Good. Five. Found the rhythm. Yes, well done to finish the rack. Mountain Dew Money Ball, baby. Oh, just off. Here we go. Center rack, Money Ball rack. First one off. Second one, good. Third one off. Fourth one off. Fifth one. Good, so maybe he chooses the corner for his money rack this season, and we'll see how he changes it up next year. Here we go. Other Money Dew Ball. No good. Alrighty, so these do balls having these contenders have some trouble. Here we go on the other wing. First two good. Third one no good. Fourth one up. No good. And fifth one money ball. Good. Well done. Zach Levine, 17 points on the last corner rack. Good. Good. Number two. Good. Number three. Good. Number four. Good. Number five. Oh, baby, the corner rack for Zach Levine. Incredible. Holy moly. Wow, wow, wow. Now, 23 points here for Zach Levine. Unfortunately, that was not enough to avoid the elimination that see that year. He needed 26, but 23 points, and now we know where the money ball rack is going, right? So let's see how he got better from 2020 to 2021 three-point contest, and we got to see this money ball rack be in the corner now because the man just drained them all there. So here we go, and there it is. Yeah, money ball in the corner, and he's starting. He's starting with the money balls. Wow. I believe he's starting with the money balls. He's starting with the money balls. This is a crazy strategy. Let's see if it pays off. Here we go. Zach Levine, 2021 last season three-point contest. Can he do better than 23? Can he hit all these money ball racks right off the mother loving rip? Here we go. Zach Levine. Here we go. Money ball one. No good. Two. No good. Three. Good. There it is. All right. Settled in, young fella. Four. Good. Five. Finish out strong. Yeah. Bango. Bango. Six points. That's exactly what he had last season on that first rack. So didn't take advantage of the money balls, but settled into the rhythm here. So he still expect the money ball rack to be from the corner. Here we go. From the wing. Wing one. Ball no good. Two. Good. Three. Up and no good. Number four. Up. Good. Number five. Money ball. Good to go. Yes, sir. Here we go. Mountain Dew shot. Hit one of these, baby. No, still so close, though. So he's, he's honing in on the distance. Here we go. Straight up rack. One, no good. Number two. Come on. You got to hit these. Three is good. There it is. Number four, no good. Five, good. All right. Got to do better on the middle rack. Come on. It's straight away. Straight up. Hit those more. Zach Levine, if you got to practice one thing, it's the middle rack. Here we go. Money do ball. Money do ball. No good. Missed all four of them that he's had. Here we go. Other wing rack. Number one, no good. Number two, good. Three, good. Four, good. Five, good. Yes, sir. Zach Levine. Oh, I think we've got our favorite, baby. Other corner rack. One, good. Two, good. Three, up and good. Four, up and good. Five, last ball. Plenty of time. Up and no good. But Zach Levine from the corner is lethal. He's missed three balls from two years from the corner. 
finishes with 22 points in total. So took a little bit of a step back from 23, but that's only one, folks. So Zach Levine is our clear favorite so far. Love it. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. All right. I, I'm ready to call it, but let's see what everybody else has got going on here. Now, unfortunately, the rest of the uh, contenders out here have not participated in a three-point contest, so we have to take some other footage of threes. It's not going to help us out. It's going to be unfortunate, but we'll see if the skills from their three-point clips can kind of help us determine, can they hit 23 points? I mean, we're talking about, let's. Uh, how many balls was this officially? All right, here we go. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. He made fifteen shots out of the twenty-seven. So that's a pretty good clip right there. What's fifteen out of twenty-seven? Is that uh, close to forty percent? Fifteen of twenty-seven. I think that that's more than fifty percent. Wow. Uh, so you know, exceeding his overall percentage on the season so we've got uh, 15 of 23 65% yes sir that's what's up so yeah exceeding his overall um, his overall numbers on the season so far so that's big time good so we'll see if these other players these other contenders contestants can kind of impress us on their percentage number and in their in-game shooting which obviously is different than the than the three-point contest we know this we just wanted to get a nice bar to help us out a little bit but here we go next contender up we get desmond bain here and the man is killing it this season, shooting 41.9%. Round that bitch up to 42. So two more percentage points better than Zach Levine. Uh, taking less threes a game, 6.9. What do we give Zach Levine? 7 point something. So seven, basically, yeah. They're both taking seven. We can round up 6.9. I've got no problem with that. So both taking about seven threes a game and making about three a game for their about 40, 42%. So Desmond Bain may be the best challenger to throw off Zach Levine, but Desmond Bain is young, has no experience in this competition, but... Let's see how Desmond Bain is hitting some threes. So here we go. Desmond Bain's top three pointers of this season so far, folks. And this just came out uh, nine days ago. So this is going to be pretty up to date. So let's see how Desmond Bain is getting these threes. Are they all wide open? Are they contested? We kind of want to see wide open uh, because that's, you know, what the three-point contest is. You know, a little bit of catch and shoot, a little bit of wide open just because, you know, obviously no defenders. So some fadeaway, highly contested threes. Those are going to be good. But I don't know. Should we count those as as big evidence for Desmond Bain of winning? I know they're great shots. Don't get us wrong. But that's different shooting in the three-point contest. So, yes, for the highlight, contested, fadeaway, all that should be good. But let's see how catch and shoot looks. Let's see and observe a little bit more of catch and shoot and a little bit more wide openness. And we'll kind of weigh those a little bit more than fadeaways and trick shots and all that. But let's see what Desmond Baines got for us. A nice little minute and 40 highlight clip here of Desmond Baines' best three-pointers of the season so far. This season, folks, here we go. Up to date. We get Desmond Bain. John Moran getting the ball here. Desmond, Desmond Bain falling back. Step back over Jokic. Ooh, nice. And that one was clutch. Nice. Here we go. John Moran with the ball. 
slinging it out to Desmond Bain. Defender comes, uh, step back, step over dribble, and that one hits. So this is what I'm talking about. A little bit of in-rhythm shooting there. Nice, 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 nice. Drained that one. Let's turn closed captions off. I don't know what's going on there. Here we go. Desmond Bain, a little bit of a walk-up. Pass out. There it is. Step back. Bang. Step back. Bang. All right. Desmond Bain loves to step back. We've seen two of them so far. All right. Here we go. Desmond Bain driving. Step back. Ooh, shook him. Shook him loose. Ooh, shook him on the ground. That was good. That was good. Step back, though. That's what Dem Desmond Bain's kind of loving here. Here we go. Catch and shoot. Little hesitation. Pop-up shot, though, and that's a little bit deeper. This isn't full six feet from behind the three-point line, but this is kind of where the money do ball is going to be at a little bit. A little bit deeper, so that one was great. A little bit of catch and shoot as well. That one was hugely great right there. Here we go, Desmond Bain. What do we got here? Going to dribble. A little bit of a step back again. And cashes it out. Whoa. Whoa. All right, Desmond Bain. Killing it so far this season. In the transition, Desmond Bain working up the court. Passing. Boom. Corner three. Desmond, oh, I thought Desmond Bain got the rebound. All right, Desmond Bain in the corner. Catch and shoot. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go, Desmond Bain again here, going in the corner, catch, shoot, Hezzy, pump fake, step back, he used every single move in the book there and got it to fall over the Kings. All right, another one up here, Desmond Bain, catch, here it is, bang, catch and shoot, top of the left wing right there and that one falls, so we're getting some great shots there by Desmond Bain, absolutely shooting 42% clip. Let's quickly see if we can get Desmond Bain three-point shot chart. I want to see where this man is potentially thinking about putting the money ball rack. Is he better at the corner? Is he better at the wing? Is he better straight up? Where do we expect this man to put his money ball rack? Let's quickly see. Can we bring this up quickly? I want a visualization of the shot chart. Three-pointers made. Um, here we go. Three-point field goals, catch and shoot. Oh, my God, look at these advanced stats. I love this. Here we go. Catch and shoot. He takes about 1.8 a game. Pull-ups, he takes 1.1. All right. We know he takes about seven a game, though. So where are oh, these are made? All right, attempted. All right, there it is. Uh, catch and shoot, our force. We love to catch and shoot. To the catch and shoot, and that's a little bit of what you're doing. Hey, go shoot. You know, you've got the rack. You're not catching them. I get that. Um, so that's interesting. He's shooting 43% when he catches and shoots. That's pretty good. All right. Um, I want a shot chart, though. Can we get a chart? I need a visualization. Visualization. Uh, do they break it down? Touch, wide open, dribble, dribble, dribble. No, no, no. Shot chart. Charts I'm looking for. Chart. Give me the chart. Give me the chart. Um, all right. Let's see. Bang. Desmond Bain. Let's see. What is this? This is the same thing. All right. So maybe we can bring this up quickly. All righty. Shot chart this season. Here it is. Stat Muse. Stat Muse should get us. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. I love it. Here it is. This is what we want. This is what we want. All right. Let me let me get the – here we go. Lee Field goal versus league average. So the darker is the better. Darker is the better, I believe. So here we go. 
Let me read the chart, folks. Figure out how to... Okay, yeah, so he's shooting 46, shooting 37. All right, so lighter. All right, all right. So here we go. From the corner, from the right corner, he's shooting 40. From the left, he's shooting 44. Left corner, he's shooting 44. Left wing, he's shooting 44. Right wing, shooting 37. Straight away, he's shooting 46. So expect the man to potentially do the money ball on the straightaway from the right side of the court. I guess that'd be left side. I'm trying to get it um, when he's on the floor. So that's about, um, yeah, right side of the floor. Right side of the floor, he's a little bit worse, a lot worse. Left side, he's better. From the straightaway, that's where he's at, at 46%. League average is only 33%, though. So got the better shot at the straightaway. So straightaway heading into the left side, that's where Desmond Bain truly gets it done. All righty. So, Desmond Bain, can we see more than 23? I can definitely see better for C, uh, Desmond Bain. So, I'm going to kind of put Desmond Bain around 20. I can definitely see him getting like 20, beating out McCollum and Trey Young. So, I like Desmond Bain. Thing I like Zach Levine a little bit better since we have a little bit of tape on him. But Desmond Bain, I can definitely see him being in the 20 category, uh, out-dueling out, out McCollum and Trey Young. All right, let's go to our next contender up here. Carl Anthony Towns, the man is shooting 41% from the three this season. Not as much as Desmond Bain and Zach Levine. He's only taking five threes. So, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, I know he's good, but I know this isn't going to be somebody that we're truly going to be betting on tonight in the three-point contest. He's great, but the volume, the volume shooting is not there. We know we can hit him. Just like Giannis, we know we can hit him, but not a high volume three-point shooter and here we go Carl Anthony Towns these are all wide open not a lot of pressure on them um, so once again this is going to benefit Zach um, benefit Carl Anthony Towns in the three-point contest because there is no defender on him uh, once again I mean these are open folks and he's draining them and he's good at them once again this is his game the big shout out to the bigs of stretching the floor and all that here it is catch and shoot from the right wing bingo bango here it is boom yeah, so for Desmond Bain, it's, it is on the right side of the floor. When he's on the right side of the floor, he's great. Left side of the floor, not so much. So Carl Anthony Towns shooting it from everywhere, from the wings, from the corners, from the straightaways. Here we go. Boom, boom, open, wide open, catch and shoot. Bang, 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 hitting him, no problem. But the volume is where we're going to have the issue with Carl Anthony Towns. Volume with the time, big man. Uh, you know, is he going to be able to get all the shots off I don't know so I like Carl Anthony Towns don't get us wrong these are great um, these are all the threes that he's made um, from the 2019-2020 season. So they're very good, folks. Don't get us wrong. But the volume is where we're going to lose a little bit of bettability on Carl Anthony Towns. So I can see Carl Anthony Towns definitely doing about 14-15. I can see him doing what Trey Young and CJ McCollum has done in the past. I don't see this man reaching 20 points, though, so we're staying away. All right, now let's go to Fred Van Vliet. And now this could be a nice dark horse for the three-point contest. The man shooting 40% from the three this season by taking 10. The volume is truly there by Fred Van Vliet. 40% on 10 threes a game. We got Zach Levine and Desmond Bain only taking about seven. Seven threes a game. So higher 
Higher shots taken by Fred Van Vliet and about the same amount of efficiency. So that's big time on Fred Van Vliet right there. Uh, now, we do not have him in the uh, three-point contest before, but we've got this. Uh, Setting a franchise record this season, folks, uh, for the Raptors with 54 points and 11 made threes. So let's watch this highlight package on Fred Van Vliet. Here it is, just a catch and shoot. Bang, bang. Nobody around him. Time, and he drains it like the three-point contest. Here we go. Fred Van Vliet going to the corner. Open three, cashing out. Nice. So on the left side wing, on the left side corner, deep three. The money do ball. The money do ball. This is a money do ball shot right here. Bang! Bang! That's what we're talking about. Zach Levine couldn't hit one. Fred Van Vliet, and I know it's not official, but that's where it would be. Bang! Pull up, cash out. Ooh, that was cash. Oh, baby, I think we've got our favorite so far. I'm loving Fred Van Vliet here. Here we go. Fred Van Vliet, where is he going? Top of the key. Dribble, pull up, cash. Nice, nice. Here we go. He's got the ball dribbling at midcourt. Going to take the screen. Oh, pull up, hop out, cash out. Deep three. Deep three coming up the screen. Straight up. Give us Fred Van Vliet, baby. Yes, yes. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep dish pizza, baby. Okay, so I can I think I can pencil in Fred Van Vliet for three points on that Mountain Dew ball. Yes, sir. All right, what else do we got here? In transition, Fred Van Vliet leaking, leaking. Left wing, baby. Cash out, catch, shoot. Yes, yes. I think I'm loving Fred Van Vliet here, folks. Here we go. Another transition, Fred Van Vliet. Right wing, cash out. Right wing, left wing, center, deep, corners. Yes, hits it all. Pop up, cash out. Woof. Here we go, Fred Van Vliet, top of the key, fakes the pass, passes it now, resets, a little bit of a deeper three, cash! Uh, folks, I think we've got our front runner, I think we've got our front runner, folks, Fred Van Vliet, another catch and shoot, top of the key, bingo, bingo! What else do we got for us? Keep impressing us deep. Oh, he took a step in. Ah, uh, okay, that's the layup. All right, I don't care about the lays. We want the threes. I only care about the three. Here we go. Deep three. Deep three. Bingo. Bingo. Ooh, okay. I've seen enough, folks. I'm ready to say Fred Van Vliet. Another deep one. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Bingo. Bingo. I'm calling him, baby. I'm saying he can at least get 23. I'm putting him in the 20s for, you know, the balls throughout the court uh, from the from the corners and the wings. But I'm saying he hits one do ball. That's three points. So that's 23 points at minimum here for Fred Van Vliet. And that was Zach Levine's best. But in his first one, what took one point decrease from his first time to the second time. So I'm giving Fred Van Vliet the 23 points right here. Needed. Yes, sir. All righty. We got two more. We got Luke Kennard. The man. Oh, Luke Kennard shooting 44.8 percent round that bitch up to 45 percent taking how many threes a game only six oh oh you're not the high volume you're 
know Fred Van Vliet shooting 10 a game? Come on. So, high efficiency, absolutely, but only on six. I mean, he's really only averaging like three made a game. We got Fred Van Vliet making four a game, folks. So, Luke Kennard, very well done. I'll give him credit. Now, let's take a little bit of a look at Luke Kennard, and this is from their very last game before the All-Star break against the Rockets where this man made eight threes. So let's see what Luke Kennard is looking like here on the threes. Here we go. Off the left wing. Bango, bango. Makes it cash. Catch and shoot. Pressure in his face. All right. Here we go. <coughs> About to get some transition right here. Luke Kennard leaking out. Here he is. Okay. We only care about the threes. Please do not show me nothing that's not a three-pointer here. All right, what else do we got here? Let's turn these closed captions off. What the hell is going on? All right, a little bit of a uh, dribble. Dribble to the right. Dribble pop up. There it is. All right, we need a little bit more of a catch and shoot spot up. All right, though. That's still a good three right there. Let's see if he makes any deep threes like we saw by Fred Van Vliet. Here we go. At the left wing. Nice deep three right there. Catch and shoot. Exactly everything we wanted to see. Well done. Luke Kennard splashing out. Bingo, bango. Oh, yeah, and the flex of the three. Yes, sir. Nice Sally. Going down the other end of the court. All right, here we go. He's going to kind of leak to the left wing. Catch, shoot, wide open, right on that three-point line. Very well done. What else do we get here? Luke Kennard. Here we go. Catch and shoot off the screen. Bang, bang. This one's pretty deep as well. This one's a nice little... Ah, Okay, about a step a step off the three-point line, not as deep as I thought it was on first glance. And he's shaking off that three. That's shaking off that hand because that hand is hot, baby. Yes, sir. Alrighty, Luke Kennard with the steal. Oh, with the steal. Look at that. He gets the steal. Now he's going down floor. He's about to cash in a three. No, that's just a steal highlight. We don't care about those. Luke Kennard. All right, passing down low. Luke Kennard, passing. Luke Kennard, here we go. He's going to make a three. Oh, my God, deep straightaway. Holy moly. That's a Mountain Dew three-point money ball right there. Oh, man. So, we know Luke Kennard has the range. We know Fred Van Vliet has that big old deep old range. Yes, sir. Well done by Luke Kennard. We get anything else? Let's watch one more three. We get one more three by the man. Luke Kennard, here it is, here it is, deep left wing, another money ball three, bango, bango, so I love Luke Kennard, maybe number two, I'll give him 20 points there, absolutely, I could see 20 points, um, but um, I think the volume is where we're taking Fred Van Vliet a little bit uh, over him, but I could see Luke Kennard being uh, number two here, alright, and then the last one, Patty Mills, alright, Patty Mills, let's see this, 42% made this season, he's taken seven a game, alright, let's see what we get here, Patty Mills, uh, one of the games right before the uh, All-Star break against the Wizards. I think this was their last game. They lost this game. <laughs> Patty Mills, uh, scoring in a losing effort. Uh, classic Patricia Mills. Here we go, Patty Mills off the little give in the corner. Nice little three-pointer right there. Here we go again. Patty Mills pull up. Don't care. Mid-range. I don't care about the mid-range. I don't understand why all these closed captions are on. I never clicked any of those on. Um, here we go. Patty Mills. I mean, uh, just not uh, here it is. I mean, I've got no faith in Patty Mills here, folks. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Nice little dribble pull up for the three. We get this clip right here. Him in a three-point battle on the Australia team from uh, two years ago, 2019, against Joe Ingles. And we can just watch it right here. Joe Ingles makes it from the corner. Patty Mills. 
Brick. I mean, this is 10 minutes long. We're not going to watch all the 10 minutes here. But, I mean, just going against Joe Ingles, making making another one from the corner. Patty Mills missing it right there. Here we go. Joe Ingles. He misses it from the corner. Patty Mills, he got it. <clears throat> he makes it. All right, we got 2-1. Joe Ingles, Patty Mills from the corner. Joe Ingles misses another one. Patty Mills for the tie. 2-2. No. So, I mean, he's missing from the corner. This is a little bit of a friendly competition right here. <clears throat> With Joe Ingles, who we know is a very good three-point shooter. Joe Ingles with another good one there. Patty Mills, he makes it. 3-2 Joe Ingles. They move to the wing. First wing here. We're only going to watch this other wing here. We get Joe Ingles. There it is. Made. Patty Mills trying to keep up. He makes it as well. Well done. Here we go. Joe Ingles shot number two. Good cash. Patty Mills shot number two. Good cash. Well done. Patty Mills starting to heat up a little bit here. Joe Ingles, three for three. Patty Mills. Misses that one. So, I mean, Patty Mills can't even beat Joe Ingles here in Australia. Let's see. Can he tie it up here at three? He does. All right. So, that's well done. But overall, I mean, in a high-pressure situation, is Patty Mills going to be able to keep up? I mean, he's down a point right here, folks. He's down a point against Joe Ingles in just an open gym. Friendly competition. Still a point behind. So, I, I, get, I do get Patty Mills. He's kind of, you know, being consistent out here. I didn't think it was going to be going like this. There it is. Still only one point back. All right, let's take one more. Let's take one more here. Let's see if Patty Mills can tie this up here. Tied it up. All right, he took. All right, we, we got a tie here. Joe Ingles. Here it is. Plus one. Joe Ingles. Patty Mills ties it again. Joe Ingles shot up. That oh bounces in and out. Patty Mills to take the lead. Oh, Patty Mills now in front. Joe Ingles missed again. Patty Mills. Oh, Patty Mills two up now. Joe Ingles. All right. Patty up one, Patty up two. Joe Ingles shot up, good to go. Patty up one, Patty up two now again. Joe Ingles, another shot, that goes good. Patty Mills catch and shoot, that no go. Uh, that does not go. Joe Ingles shot up. Patty Mills, we've got a tie. Patty Mills back up one. Joe Ingles, one more shot. Tied up. Yes, sir. Patty Mills to retake the lead. No. Oh, man. Patty Mills, we've got a tie. Joe Ingles up one now. Patty Mills, can he get it back? Yes. Tie game. Joe Ingles, another shot from the same spot. Good. Patty Mills. No good. So, I I just, I just can't believe in that, folks. In, out, not good, good. The lead, losing the lead. You had a two-point lead, and you lose that two-point lead. So, I, I'm just not feeling Patty Mills, folks. I'm not feeling Patty Mills. So, I don't know about Patty, folks. I think he comes in last. Um, but we'll see how he plays uh, tonight. And obviously, you know, this is from two years ago. All that. Open gym. It's a different situation, folks. We're just looking for a baseline. And Patty Mills is just not screaming to me like he's that great from the three. All right, so now that we've got, uh, we've went all over our contestants, we've uh, previewed them all here. Now let's see what the odds are. We got to go to FanDuel because that's where the odds are. Uh, let's refresh these. Let's make sure they're up to date. So I'm loving, um, I'm loving Fred VanVleet to win. I think Luke Kennard could be a nice number two, but also Zach Levine with the experience maybe beating out Luke Kennard. 
So I kind of like Fred VanVleet, Zach Levine, Luke Kennard, top three. Um, so let's see what the odds are. Here we go. Best odds are Luke Kennard with plus 420. Patty Mills, number two at 460. Then our man, Fred VanVleet. What the hell is going on here? Oh, oh great value, folks. Fred VanVleet. Third highest odds here at plus 500, and that's who we're going to call the winner. Fred Van Vliet is the winner at plus 500 odds. I love it. And then look at this fantastic value, folks. Zach Levine is the sixth highest at plus 700. I love that. He's got experience. He's did good during those competitions. So, Zach Levine being number six out here, plus 700 odds. Love it. So, you put 50 on Fred Van Vliet to win. You win 250. You put 50 on Zach Levine to win. You win 350. So, I love Fred Van Vliet to win it. And if you all are loving Zach Levine, want a little bit more odds, a little bit more juice with it, uh, bet Zach Levine. I definitely say Fred Van Vliet or Zach Levine will win it. But, um, you know, gun to my head, I have to pick the winner. I'm going with Fred Van Vliet, baby. Fred Van Vliet's getting our money. Zach Levine, also great value. This is great value right here. I'd put 50 bucks on that just for the value. But I love Fred Van Vliet to win, folks. Plus 500 odds, Fred Van Vliet to win it. Zach Levine, plus 700. Uh, also good value to win. All right, so I love that. Yes, sir. Uh, and then we get this. Carl Anthony Towns is the last uh, number uh, eight at plus 1,200, and we get CJ McCollum at number seven at uh, plus 850. So interesting there. Yeah, we never liked CJ McCollum. I don't get why Patty Mills is at plus 460. I think that's crazy. Um, I would kind of switch CJ McCollum and Patty Mills if I was making the odds, but here I am not making the odds. Uh, but other way, I mean, I'm great. I'm Glad Fred Van Vliet is not the favorite out here. Get some juiced up odds. I love it. And that, that Zach Levine plus 700 is fantastic value, folks. All right, and then here we go. We get prop bets, and this is kind of why we were jotting down some points and all that. So I can see Patty Mills getting maybe like 17 points, really. That's it. But uh, here we go. We get to, we can bet on their scores, their first round scores. Everybody plays in the first round, so that's why they're kind of advertising these scores and not the second rounds. Uh, but the first round scores, let's see if we can get great value with Fred Van Vliet or Zach Levine. We can see them putting up 20 or more. But let's go through them all here. Here we go. Uh, Trey Young, he put up 15 in his first meeting and wow we get the over and under at 23 so I don't love that I bet the under for Trey Young at 23 points Zach Levine over 22 and a half love that he put up 23 22 his two meetings so yeah over for Zach Levine I love that Zach Levine over 22 and a half points in his first round yes CJ McCollum's at 21 and a half all right we stay away from that one CJ McCollum got 14 so the under's the better bet there Desmond Bain, his score is over 22 and a half for the first round. Wow. And they have him as the favorites there, where Trey Young was over uh, 23 and a half. Oh, no, Trey, Trey Young's over 22. Are they all 20, over 22 and a half? If you're good, <laughs> we see CJ McCollum's over 21 and a half. Um, so Luke, uh, Desmond Bain over 22 and a half. And I said Luke Kennard, so yeah, that's just. I was wrong. I was wrong there. Uh, we retract that. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Fred Van Vliet over 23 and a half. Oh, man. They're, oof, oof. They're raising the odds there. Over 23 and a half for Fred Van Vliet. First round, Carl Anthony Towns, we get over 19 and a half. They got no faith in, faith in him. Luke Kennard at over 23 and a half. Patty Mills at over 23 and a half. So the top three. 
Odds are all over 23 and a half. Next ones are all over kind of 22 and a half. And then CJ McCollum, what was CJ McCollum at? 22 and a half as well. 21 and a half and uh, Carl Anthony Towns over 19 and a half. So I love the Zach Levine here at over 23 and a half. And, you know, we've got Fred Van Vliet winning. So we'll cash in at him over 23 and a half as well. So love those two prop bets, proven talent, Zach Levine, and our favorite to win it, Fred Van Vliet. That's, uh, that's interesting. And we can't even parlay these together. Wow. You can't do a same game parlay on the all-star things come on i mean what are we doing out here all right so that is the three-point contest we are loving fred van vliet now let's quickly see uh let's refresh DraftKings. they got the three-point contest up now or no are they gonna do this to us they're gonna do this to us they're gonna make us use FanDuel. all right all right all right so dunk contest still not up here so let's just go through this quickly here the dunk contest we get cole anthony juan toscano anderson and ob toppin um, so here we go. Let's, uh, and Jalen Green, forgot him. So four players in the slam dunk contest. Now we've got their dunks. We've got some dunks here by these players. So let's see who's having the best dunks, what these dunks are looking like. And, uh, what we can expect from these players that we cannot bet against. And, um, that we just can't bet against. <laughs> Jalen Green. Okay. That's the name I was thinking of. All right. So here we go, folks. Here we go. We're starting with Cole Anthony. And I wanted to get some out-of-game dunks, some in-game dunks, and all that. So here we go. We got Cole Anthony. This is from 2018 where he did the City of Palms dunk contest here. Um, and this is in high school. So... We'll take it with a grain of salt, but I want to see what we got from Cole Anthony. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at this off the bounce. Here we go. From the three, just shoots it up. High bounce off the ball, and he goes up in nice windmill in the air. Two hands on the ball. Windmill. Yes, sir. Cole Anthony, another one. Bango, bango. Yes, sir. That reverse. Sheesh in the air. A man can get up, and we know Cole Anthony's small, but that man can get up. We see it. All right, here we go. Let's get uh, his other dunk. There's other dunkers in this dunk contest. Is this Scotty Barnes? Somebody bring out Scotty Barnes. This is a young Scotty Barnes that he's dunking over. That looked exactly like Scotty Barnes. Did this man make this dunk? He dunked over Scotty? Uh, a little bit. He fell over him. <laughs> All righty. All right, let's go to uh, Cole Anthony. Where's Cole Anthony? Cole Anthony wasn't dunking over Scotty Barnes. But here we go. Cole Anthony's dunk. What do you got for us? This is a dunk contest. He's bringing somebody out. He's going to dunk over somebody. He's going to dunk over somebody. What do you got? What do you got? Cole Anthony. Come on. Let's get to the dunk. Let's get to the dunk here. All right, here we go. Oh, off the side. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guy throws it off the side. He catches it off the side. 360 off the side. Cole Anthony. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. That was crazy good. Ooh. And just innovative. Like, thinking outside the box. Creativity. You got to love it. Another big one. Oh, my God. Cole Anthony between the legs here. Holy moly. Ha. Oof. Man, oh, man. Cole Anthony thunderous dunking here we go cole anthony the one hand little cradle gets it good 
Cole Anthony dunking over. Man, oh, man. Grabs the ball, dunking over between the legs. This man. This man. Expect some big old tricks by him tonight. Off the backboard. Ooh, reverse on him. Here we go. Another one off the backboard. Yes, sir. Or windmill. Wow, okay, 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 Cole Anthony. Now let's see what this man can do in-game. We know in-game dunk, out-of-game dunk, different. Oh, my God, different, <laughs> different. Holy moly, the charge up. Ooh, this man is th throwing it down thunderously. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, big explosive dunks. They're just classic in-game dunks, you know, nothing too special, but these are thunderous, folks. The man's got some showmanship. We saw that in his dunk contest. Here we go. Break away. Yes, sir. One-handed jams all over the place. Thunderous, though. You know, we're not expecting, you know, off the wind, off the backboard, windmill, and game. There it is. Little uh, alley-oop for the man. Cole Anthony off the screen. Nobody there with him. One-handed slam. Grab the rim. Little hang there. Oh, yeah. Once he gets into that lane and he sees that opening, it's... That's too easy. Will somebody put a body on Cole Anthony, please? <laughs> Doc Rivers, sad face. Um, what do we got with Cole Anthony's height? He's looking a little bit taller than I thought he was out on the floor. Let's quickly get a. Is he like? He's kind of like 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 looking six six out there. I thought it was like six four, but he was looking six six out there. He's six two. Oh my god! I even lowballed him. I thought he was 6'4". He was looking 6'6 in this highlight package, but the man is 6'2". Oh, my God. Thunderous. Explosive. Innovative. Creative. Woo. All right. Okay, Cole Anthony. He's setting the bar high. I love it. I love it. We'll see. He's definitely going to have to win the creativity because he's not as tall, but he was still getting up, folks. He's got some great elevation, so that was great by Cole Anthony. Wow. Alrighty, next uh, contestant up here is Juan Toscano Anderson in the dunk uh, package. Now, I wanted to get out-of-game dunk highlights by Juan Toscano, but you really can't find any. But I found this clip from 2011 when he was in high school. Uh, so we'll see. You can get a little flashy in high school on some fast breaks and all that. A lot more flashier than you can probably do in the NBA. You probably can't get away with all that in the NBA. So let's see if we get anything in high school by Juan Toscano Anderson. And only are looking for dunks here. Nice little dunk there. Nice little lob. Alley-oop catch there. Another dish. These are just all of his highlights. We get some shots. Lay up there. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Off the glass. Off the glass. Let's see this one. Oh, Juan Toscano Anderson. Rise above everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another ferocious uh, dunk right there. Another good dunk. All right. I thought we would get maybe something better than what we've got, and I get it. Still in game. Um, man, man, he's got some post moves, and this is 10 years ago, folks. Take it with a grain of salt. In high school, obviously destroying everybody. All right, so not getting anything there. Now let's go to his in-game dunking. Here we go. His best dunks from this season so far, folks. Here we go. Oh, my God. Caught a body off the rip. Is that? Oh, okay. I thought that was, Oh, my goodness. Still against JaVale McGee. That's solid. Oh, my goodness. Holy moly. Bodied him. That's a poster. One-handed wind up all the way on JaVale McGee. That's disrespectful. Woof. That's disrespectful. Damn. All right. What else do we got by Juan Toscano? What do you got for us, kid? Damn. Here we go. Just an easy move. Yes, sir. One-handed finish at the rim. 
Here we go again, driving in the lane. Everybody clearing out because they see the Toscano train. All right, he's got good dunks, and we don't get any, you know, creativity. This is why we were looking for some outside dunks. Man, holy cow. Look at this bounce right here, folks. Oh, man. Man's got some bounce on him. We know Cole Anthony's got some hops, but this man's got some bounce to him. Woof. All righty, Juan. All righty. Wish we got something and uh, out of game so we could see the creativity. Let me see. Can I go back here? Let me. I gotta search it now. I gotta search Juan Toscano. Um. Let's see. Uh, T O S C A N O. Juan Toscano Anderson dunk. I mean, I need one thing from something out of game here. I need one thing. Just let me see some. Uh, that's Gary Payton dunk and Juan Toscano Anderson workout threes. I don't need to see his threes. I need to see the dunk. Hmm. Yeah, we don't really get anything for Juan Toscano. So does he have the creativity? Will be Will he be able to do it? We don't have the film. I guess we can't really say so. So, all right. That's going to be a little bit of a knock on Juan Toscano, Juan Toscano Anderson. All right. Here we go. Next uh, participant. We get Obi Toppin, and he was actually in the slam dunk contest. So, we can get a nice bar here by Obi Toppin and seeing if we can kind of picture Cole Anthony doing better, Juan Toscano Anderson doing better. So, here we go. This is a Obi Toppin from last year's dunk contest. So, here we go. First dunk up. Here we go. Just dunk. All right, nice little dribble right before. Dribble, dribble. That's a double, but okay. You know, it's a dunk contest, whatever. What do you do here? He just he just dribbled. He didn't hit it with his foot or anything. Just a dribble. Dribble up. All right. What they give him on that? What they give him? This one's good. It's good. Okay, okay, that angle. Okay, I get it. He dribbled it between his legs. Caught it off the bounce. Okay, okay, okay. I give it to him from this angle. Yeah, we can see it. That's well done. That's well done. What do you get score-wise? Nines and tens. All right, 48 points. All right, that was good. That was very good. We'll give him that one. Here we go. Dunk number two. Oh, he's dunking over two people. Oh, little cradle the ball. Dunking over Julius Randle and somebody else. Here we go. Got over it. That's a big old wind-up. Nice. Dunking over people is always exciting. Two people is always exciting. Tall people. Tall Julius Randle. Always good. Cleared them good. Cleared them both great. You know, you're not, Cole Anthony's not getting that. Nine. Nines all across the board. 110. All righty. 46. All right. Here we go. Third dunk. Obi Toppin. Here we go. Just, just between the legs. All right. Between the legs. That's good. He got up. I got up. I don't know. No score on that one. All right. So creativity. I saw more creativity from Cole Anthony than Obi Toppin. So Obi Toppin is going to have to use this experience to be like, hey, I got to get a little bit more creative out here. So I think I like Juan Toscano Anderson better than Obi Toppin. Um, I will say that. Uh, I, I think Obi Toppin can do all those dunks. I think Obi Toppin maybe can be a little bit more creative. We haven't seen it, but, I mean, the, the ceiling will be there. We just saw this man's ceiling. That's what you prepared for? All right. And then these were his practice unseen dunks from that season. Let's see. Want, uh, Obi Toppin, kind of the same things here. Dunking it between his legs, dribbled between his legs, did a little bit of showboat on it. What else do we get here? Obi Toppin, a little 360, a little off control, but still kept it, still dunk. Here we go, dunking over somebody. That's the one that he did in the in the thing. More dunking over. 
Yeah, so we can dunk over people. We get that. All right, I don't know. Obi Toppin, not that impressive. I get it's good. Don't get me wrong, folks. I know Obi Toppin, he can dunk. I can't dunk. I get it, folks. We're just strict speaking strictly because of the contest, and I get it. They're, they're better players than me, so when I say something's not good, folks, I get it. You can come at me. We get it. Save it. All right, here we go. Last, um, last, uh. Uh, contestant up here we get Jalen Green and Jalen Green uh, was in an NBTC all-star dunk contest and this was from 2018 so let's see what we get by Jalen Green in this dunk contest let's see the creativity what he can do so here we go oh yeah a little windmill two-handed windmills always great and that's what we saw by Cole Anthony too we can do you know two-handed windmills uh, another one between the legs bingo bango that's great here we go, another one up here, a little cradle while jumping over somebody. That's what Obi Toppin did. We got to get that creativity. That's what wins the dunk contest, thinking outside the box. Nice. Jumping over somebody, big old kind of wind up, fantastic. All right, here we go. Here we go, off the side of the backboard. Ooh, off the side of the backboard, 360 dunk. Yes, yes, yes. Woof. Man, that's great. That was great. All righty. We got anything else here? Just a big old dunk. That's the windmill. That's the between the legs. That's the cradle. They're replaying them all. All righty. So, um, you know, Jalen Green, uh, Cole Anthony, we've seen some nice creativity. Some nice explosiveness. OB Toppin's been in it before. Nothing great. Juan Toscano-Anderson, we haven't really seen him dunk out of competition, out of in-games. Uh, so I'm going to call... How tall is Jalen Green? I think I like the height with the creativity. What do we get with Jalen Green? He's taller than uh, 6'2". Let's see what we get quickly, quickly, quickly. Jalen Green, 6'4". All righty, I'm going to take Jalen Green to win the dunk contest. And unfortunately, we can't bet on it. Um, I'm going to say Cole Anthony finishes second. Um, and we'll see what Juan Toscano Anderson can do. But I love Jalen Green and I love Cole Anthony. Unfortunately, we cannot bet them, but we will stick to it all the way up and see if they release lines at any time throughout the day. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. We've got uh, all-star competitions going on throughout the day. I want to say tips off at 5 o'clock. Uh, so nice night of that going on. And once again, we love Fred, Fred Van Vliet to win the three-point contest. We can officially bet on that. And uh, we love uh, Zach Levine, the value that Zach Levine brings at plus 700 odds. Solid betting on that. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern. We'll talk a little bit more of the All-Star game. We'll bet on that. We can bet on the All-Star game. So we will bet the Team LeBron, Team Durant with the spread and all that. We'll talk that through a little bit more. Um, we'll touch any stories we want to touch upon, and we will maybe potentially do our NBA power rankings. Got to get that going as well. So uh, we'll be back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow, folks. Have an absolute great one.